Clothes strewn everywhere, with garbage and trash cans overflowing. At first, remembering her stepfather's amazingly clean house in Buckeye, Breeze had tried to clean up and make the others do their share, but she finally gave up. Chico didn't care. As long as the girls showed up for work clean, smelling good, and ready for action, he didn't give a rat's ass about the squalor they lived in. Tonight, when sleep wouldn't come, Breeze thought about home, her real home, less than twenty miles, but forever away. It was hard to remember how life had been back then, when she was an innocent but rebellious girl named Rose Ventana. She had run away when her mother's new husband, Jimmy, had taken a look at her report card. Once he discovered she was flunking four subjects, he immediately canceled plans for her quinceañera celebration. First, he returned the dress a gorgeous thing, and the only formal dress she had ever owned. Then, even though he'd already put down money for the caterer and the DJ, Jimmy canceled those too, losing his deposits in the process. When Rose objected, Jimmy told her that the traditional party in honor of the 15th birthday was a privilege, not a right, and that she hadn't kept her part of the bargain. It was true. Jimmy had warned her back in September when school started, that if she wanted the party, she had to keep up her grades, help out with her younger sisters, and be home by curfew, ten o'clock on school nights, midnight on weekends. Rose's problem was she thought he was bluffing, the same way her mother Connie usually bluffed back when she was a single mother trying to raise three daughters on her own with the slim income she earned working part-time and irregular hours in a series of tattoo parlors. Life with Connie alone had been one of not enough food and plenty of empty promises and equally empty threats. By the end of her long, odd-hour workdays, Connie was too worn out by keeping food on the table and a roof over their heads to carry through on anything she said. The three girls had learned to function in a world where no one kept their word or did what they said they'd do. When James Fox, an electronics engineer who worked at the Palo Verde nuclear power plant, had showed up in their lives, he had come to the tattoo parlor where Connie Ventana had inked a bright red fox on his arm. The next week he came back for another tattoo. Before Rose and her sisters knew what was happening, their mother had up and married the guy. Jimmy, as he told Connie's girls to call him, was someone who always did exactly what he said. He had promised them braces for their teeth, and he had delivered. He had moved them from the small Section 8 apartment that was all Connie could afford into his spacious, air-conditioned home in Buckeye, where they had a heated pool to swim in and where Rose and her sisters each had a room. In Jimmy's house, there was always plenty of food on the table. Rose and her sisters had new clothes to wear to school without having to shop at the Salvation Army thrift store. They no longer had to face the humiliation of eating free lunches at school, which every kid in the universe understands aren't really free at all. From that point of view, Rose's life had improved immeasurably when Foxy, as her mother liked to call him, became part of the family equation. As far as Rose was concerned, however, all those improvements had come with a very steep price. Jimmy expected Connie's girls to mind, to be respectful, to listen to their mother, not to talk back, to do their homework, to do chores around the house. Three years later, a prostitute named Breeze Domingo could see that all Jimmy had done 
was try to impose some order on a chaotic family that had little to none before his arrival on the scene. To the oldest child in the family, the sudden introduction of structure and discipline was something of a shock. Rose Ventana had been used to playing substitute parent to her younger sisters, and she resented the loss of authority a lot more than she appreciated the loss of responsibility. Jimmy had told her he wanted to give her a chance to be a girl again, but she hadn't understood what he meant at the time, and she hadn't valued it either. Now that she finally did realize what he had been trying to do, it was too late. She had been on the streets for too long even to think of going home. She had seen what happened to girls who tried to get out of the life. They usually didn't make it, because their so-called families no longer wanted them. A year earlier, while flipping through the channels on the second anniversary of the day she ran away, Breeze had been shocked to come across her parents being interviewed on a local television.